forced to sort of try and have that unity again, mm -hmm. have to, trying to unify with something that's actually greater than us, but also that greatness is within us. So we, whatever you want to call it, um, mm -hmm. spirituality, God, or to recognize the God within your, within yourself, you know, and mm -hmm. when we do that, then there's kind of, you see that when you look at some of the stuff that's coming up, the shadow, you know, all this collective stuff and all the divisiveness and, and how that seems to play out and, to want, and wants to tap into our survival mode. Yeah. It's, it's so much so that it's hard to take. You, you know you want something different then actually, I think the awareness of all that stuff that's going on, it just doesn't make sense anymore, you know? So I'm like, actually, I, I feel when I see these atrocities happening. It could be like the, the Me Too movement, Black Lives Matter, the stuff that's going on in the Palestines and everything else. All of these things come into the fore, which are hard to take and hard to watch. This is Sharon Land, and I am in the continuation of the Surviving to Thriving series on YouTube, and I'm so excited because today I have a longtime connection through Instagram. Actually, it's been years, uh, Kevin Wilkinson, and he is a men's coach and an entrepreneur, and we've always just been able to, no matter how much we've transitioned in our own careers and in our own professional endeavors, we've always been able to kind of stay lockstep with um, being able to connect and connect on so many different levels, but definitely deeper levels. So Kevin, I welcome you today and I'm so excited for this conversation. Uh, tell us a little bit more about yourself and where you're located and um, then we'll, we'll roll into the Surviving to Thriving concept. Sure. Thank you for, uh, it was great to connect with you again, first and foremost, Sharon. And uh, yeah, thank you for having me on this on this uh, project of yours, it's, uh, it's fascinating, the whole subject of um, surviving to thriving. But before we get into that then, um, so I'm Kevin Wilkinson, I'm a hypnotherapist and coach and entrepreneur. I'm very entrepreneurial in that sense. And I feel but that my Jack entrepreneurial journey is also one of self-discovery at, mm -hmm. at the same time as well. So um, yeah, I'm fascinated in that, in that kind of how you, know, that you spoke earlier about the evolution of ourselves that we're constantly evolving and have, having the awareness around that. So um, my recent evolution, well, I probably, I was aware of it, but um, not fully putting a stake in the ground as such. And um, so I've transitioned recently to working with men specifically. And I think that's come about from my own, doing my own work and men's work and recognizing that working with a group of men or having men mentor me as well and being held in a space specifically designed for men and and not having I've been in you know sporting arenas and backgrounds and that the whole physicality side of things and there's a um, although the camaraderie is close it's slightly different in a sense when you work in a men's space there's definitely no competition as such but then there's a lot of being held accountable and some tough love as well and also uh, sort of a guidance and a reliance and a kind of a deep and, and a love that you won't get from uh, any other type of relationship really. So um, I wanted to sort of put my take on that and also uh, and provide that space for, for, for other men as well. So um, yeah. 
Yeah, I love that you do. And I love that you're doing that because it is, I, I feel that it is really, um, there are, like you said, there's been trajectories, there's been shifts, and there are other representations of that. But I love the fact that you are saying that I want to put my stake in this. I want to put my efforts into this because that really speaks into yeah. like what your part of your calling is, right? Because it's, mm. it's um, so many different people can do so many different things, but nobody can do it the way that you do it. Right. And I think that um, you definitely represent um, such wonderful success in so many different areas in so many different ways. And so for you to allow others to lean into you and your energy and your capabilities, especially in the supporting men mm -hmm. and supporting men as a coach. But it really sounds like you're going into kind of like deep healing as you're just as you're describing it, really just like these really deep healing um, excursions or retreats or, you know, virtual retreats, I guess at this point. Right. Yeah, yeah. So is that, is that the direction or? It is. And, and it's, 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 there's something about you, you said about, there's something about having a sense of direction and purpose that's super important for the, for the man, um, for the, and having, um, and it's something that you can't really, Someone can't tell you what your purpose is. And it can change over time as well. But I feel like it's it's so important to have a kind of a guiding star or north star. And this is what I this is kind of what I want to do. It's something that's bigger than than yourself as well. So once you and I've where the disconnect in men's work is or amongst many of us, and I'm talking as myself as well from my own experience, is that when that's not completely clear or defined, that is where those you know, the doubt, the angst, the distraction, the, the busy mind and not feeling fully fulfilled comes from. Mm -hmm. um, and that has a massive adverse effect on people, which puts us in a kind of a state of, well, not, not, not in particularly living fully, but also a, in, a, in a space of reactivity instead. So you're, reacting, you're more reactive to stimulus in and around you more so than you more so than you actually need to be if you're centered and know where you're okay well i'm going this way this is my well then things that are constantly distracting you aren't necessarily gonna take their toll as much you know yeah absolutely so there's so many points that you just dropped so many different gems <laughs> so, sorry i think no. that's my mind I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. i know i i know and that's so funny because it's just i every time we talk i'm like gosh do you know it's just that we're so synchronistic with so many different things right but first of all the idea of a purpose i think it is really important for all individuals but i definitely think that especially for and we're talking about men but we're really talking about those who identify in the masculine right so um and because i really want to make sure that you know and i know that you do as well you know inclusive language right so um so those who are kind of um, heavier or more dominant in the masculine energies, I think that there has been uh, an unlearning that has to occur, right? Mm -hmm. Because there has been a lot of, and, and also I just want to point out, you're in the UK, correct? I am, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But you go back and forth between the UK and Bali. UK and Bali, and I go to the, over to the States now and again. More so I have a kind of a network of sort of Arizona way. Yeah, Scottsdale. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, and I'm in the United States, so it just kind of speaks to the fact that it's not just a location-specific no. concern, right? This is a collective, universal 
shift that we're all going through at this yes. point, right? Yeah. And so, yes. Um, and it's really getting into that deeper root work, root cause work and solution focused work, which is what you're talking about. Because if we can really, well, first of all, if we can identify that we don't even know what our purpose is, then that gives us the direction as to where to go in order to be able to help someone, right? Cool. So to discover the purpose. But, but then even further, what we realize is that one of the barriers to discovering our purpose or really being able to do some of that healing work is the fact that we are in this activation state, right? Mm -hmm. So leading into the surviving to thriving concept, you know, activation is basically survival mode. And so when we're talking about the autonomic nervous system or we're talking about spiritual or we're talking about just straight, you know, biophysical and science or whatever it is, you know, when we're in survival mode, we're basically... Um, you know, not able to uh, make good long-term healthy decisions. They're very short-term, you know, kind of like crisis-oriented decisions. And we're meant to be able to have that. We're, we're, because if, if we weren't, we wouldn't, right? Yes. But I think that we've collectively really been resting in that state not it's not resting at all really but like we've been yeah. sitting in that state for yeah. so long so what is it that you're seeing and that you've seen with regard to that and what is it yeah. that with that yeah and i think part of my my hypnotherapy training is kind of uh, i had really brought my attention to that you know the uh the amygdala and the fight flight uh, freeze response and everything else and how much we live in that space of survival as because essentially we're mammals right so we're really well conditioned that you know our primary function is survive and now yes okay it's not the you know we're, we're at the top of the food chain so to speak and there's not a lot that can really threaten our survival as far as uh animals or anything else like that we you know we live quite comfortably for, for the most part but now there's 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 kind of other en enemies other predators and we it's almost like we've created them as, as well, so it's like, oh, it's this person over there, or it's that, that, that person's different from me, or it's the, the pressure from the, uh, the job, or you know, our relationships, or whatever it is. There's a, we always make a, something that we need to secure ourselves from, you know? And it's, uh, wow. I, find, I, find it, I find it fascinating that it, there's almost like, in a way, it's a beautiful paradox because we want to escape or there's, there feels like a need to escape the survival state of being, but at the same time, it's the recognition of being in that space that allows us, gives us the wisdom or the platform then to, to look at something else. So, you know, in, a, in more so a, a thriving state or creative state, if um, we have the, the awareness and wherewithal to sort of choose something else. Yeah, so awareness is key. Absolutely. Awareness is key because, I, and I think that that's really what, if there's so many silver linings, I think that there has been such a chaotic and a traumatic year for us in so many different ways. And I think we're, we're, we're just starting to get a glimpse of maybe how long-term some of these effects might've been, especially from the past year and a half. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that there's also been a lot of silver linings because we have really had this opportunity for those of us who have maybe gone through some awakenings, uh, saw it coming and knew when we were in the, in, the, in the moment of it, but some of us haven't really had those awakenings, right? So there's been these great awakenings, which creates awareness or the opportunity for awareness, right? Yeah, which yeah. is, I think, why more and more 
individuals like yourself and even like myself um, in these spaces can help people on a global level to be able mm -hmm. to understand really what it means to be in that hyperactivity, right? In that, mm -hmm. that state. And so I want to dive into, because I think it's, I, I, I love the fact that you dropped this bomb um, with regard to, we're really creating a lot of these, not all, right? But, you know, everything is mental. Everything is mental, right? Yeah. So yeah. when we when we can really sit and look at things to understand that we are creating a reality and a perception of a victim and a villain. Mm. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And it is, it's, <laughs> this, that's such a, it's a, again, a, I love the way the world, the universe and the world is set up because they're, they're always, they're beautiful paradoxes because there's, again, having that, the gift of that awareness and also it's a bitter, it's a bitter pill to swallow uh, sometimes. Mm -hmm. what we're, essentially what you're saying is um, actually we, some of this stuff that we're going through is of, of our own creation. So that's also, that's, oh, that stings a little, but it's also very liberating at the same time. And um, even when you can bring it down to my personal, bringing it down to my own personal experiences, and I love that this time has shown us that uh, just how much we, you know, it's forced us to to stop or slow down, and then force that introspection on us. And some of it can be difficult. I remember going through some stuff, and I'm thinking, God, wow, I just need to cut off from some social media and everything else. I'm not sure whether this is is this my energy, is this some, is this the collective's energy, or is it a combination of both? And you know, what is it that I want? And you know, what am I? I found myself real, trying to realign with my values and checking those out, and you know, really assessing myself and how I show up in my relationship to others as well. And like, okay, do, are they are they kind of coming with me, or are they hindering with hindering me? And how do I? Or where am I going now? What do I want to do? And all those types of things. You know, all those questions can be overwhelming, and mm -hmm. and you, to the point where you just okay, I just want to ignore it, and then you want to go back to an old way of being that's probably not um, beneficial to where it is that you want to go or your own your own sense of self or well being. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's um, I've kind of lost my train of thought now, but it's I feel like there's a very unique point to all of this at this point in time and there's a separateness from ourselves and a, a, and we're being forced to sort of try and have that unity again have to, trying to unify with something that's actually greater than us but also that greatness is within us so we whatever you want to call it um mm. spirituality god or to recognize the god within your within yourself you know and when we do that then there's kind of you see that when you look at some of the stuff that's coming up the shadow you know all this collective stuff and all the div divisiveness and and how that seems to play out and, to want, and wants to tap into our survival mode yes. it's so much so that like, it's hard to take you you know you want something different then actually I think the awareness of all that stuff that's going on, it just doesn't make sense anymore, you know? So I'm like, actually, I, I feel when I see these atrocities happening, it could be like the, the Me Too movement, Black Lives Matter, the stuff that's going on in the Palestines and everything else, all of these things come into the fore, which are hard to take and hard to watch. But equally, 
for most human beings, they can feel that pain with them. And the reason being is because they are that they are them as well. So there's a kind of there's a there's a recognition of the our connectedness mm-hmm. to each other, right? Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I exactly that's exactly it, right? So the fact that we have an opportunity with every single external situation to us to be able to transmute it, right? So we're all these alchemists. We can alchemize things, right? And so, yes, it is completely tragic. All of the different things that have happened, especially when it comes to human life being mm-hmm. threatened and um, or, or oppressed or, I mean, it's, it's, it really is, it's very painful to see. Um, that's part of the great awakening though, is to force us to see things that we, to your point before, we had a lot of creature comfort conveniences to not be able to see it anymore, you know? So we could just kind of hold ourselves up. And I guess we always can do that, but we, we could just hold ourselves up. We had a lot of different opportunities and a lot of different devices to be able to avoid really the truth of what is. And I think that, you know, the evolution, especially of social media, there's a, there's a lot of divide in like perception and, and, and opinion and all of that stuff. And I'm not here to promote any particular, you know, lane or, or lane of social media, but I think it's, I'm, I'm in favor of it if we use it well. Yeah. Right. But yeah. one of the things that social media has done is it's connected us all over the world, right? I was able to take my somewhat local business, regional business, even stateside business into an international business, and like a, in the flash, you know, just because you're able to be seen and people can connect with you from all over the world where we really didn't have that platform unless we were really in a niche, right? where we were niched in and then we had to kind of wait for our turn, waiting in line in that old structural kind of systemic way that we have, we're so used to, that we're still unlearning how to do, right? Sure. So, so yeah, so we, we do, we ha- and we have these wonderful opportunities. So as we see these global crises going on, we also have the exact, in that exact moment, the opportunity to be able to then create global consciousness, global awareness, and even movements that aren't divisive to your point, but are really um, inclusive. Mm -hmm. And that can allow us to be curious about our differences Mm -hmm. or to allow us to be able to ask some of those uncomfortable questions, right? Um, because we're, what it's, what makes it uncomfortable is some of that programming that we've had, right. As far as like, we were taught that if someone speaks this way, does this thing, and there's just cultural context that comes with everything. Right. So if we have the opportunity to be able to connect and just say, Hey, listen, you know, I'm just letting you know, like, I'm going to be stumbling in here, like a broken beer bottle. Like I have no idea, but I'm here and I want to know, and I want to connect. Right. When we set forth the intention, then it helps to create a little bit of a more neutral platform. Yeah, sure. And you know, and going back to survival and speaking to that, I think that's one of the things that we don't do. I think there's so much, there's so much wisdom and there's so much gifts when we can stop and look at our own, 
you know, shadow or our unconscious biases. Oh, wow, I didn't really, I didn't see it that way and have that awareness around it rather than just like kind of gaslighting it and now, you know, it's, it's like this and, you know, creating evidence to argue against something. Well, just and be really open and honest with with yourself and just that helps ease the the grip of that survival mode as well because you can you, yeah you can recognize that within yourself and then you can therefore you have more compassion automatically have more compassion for others as well yeah absolutely and, and so you mentioned a term which i'm i'm you know, aware of, and, you know, especially when it comes to recovering from narcissistic abuse and interpersonal violence and all of that stuff, but gaslighting. So if you don't mind, because I don't know that everybody's going to know who's watching this, like what gaslighting means, and you're using it in a different kind of a context, right? But it's, it's really yeah. the same thing. So yeah. can, you, can you break that down? Yeah, I suppose for me, I was, I use that, I use that term as I've, I've had it before. I've had some great debates with somebody um, over race in particular, and he would rather than and he's, he's a white gentleman, and rather than kind of see it from my side of things, or not even see it from my side of things, or have, want to look at his own unconscious um, um, biases, not that I'm not pointing the finger, he would present information that counters what I'm saying, like, I'm, so I'm not supposed to, well, you know, not feel that way, or you're, you're uh, it's a discounting of mm-hmm. my experiences, or how uh, my, my feelings, I guess, for one of another word, you know, so it's, um, so in, in that sense, and it's really difficult because we can want to do, it's almost like it's a defense, but you can't even, sometimes I think it was subconscious for him as well. He didn't realize, uh, you know, not gay, not, he didn't get over it, but it's all, it was almost like that, you know? So no, I, didn't, I, don't see, I don't see that way. So it's almost like a, so I like, I read something the other day where the difference, like the difference between like denial and skepticism and let's face it, it's really difficult to find good quality information. This is why we were going back and forth. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, but skepticism means that you're, for me, that you're open then to interpretation. You're open to hearing some information that can change your mind. Whereas denial is pretty much, it's, you're just kind of just yeah, blocking that. No, this is, a, this is what I believe. And of course, as you know, it's really difficult to want to change someone's beliefs and everything else. And I think this is why, you know, we have the, you know, the kind of, I don't want to say it sound too coachy in my speak, but the, the <laughs> it's really difficult. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The cognitive dissonance, you know, the kind of like, no, this is the way and that's it. Um, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. And it can be very subtle. Um, so gaslighting can re- really be very subtle, not to the person who's the recipient of it, because yeah. we automatically feel it, right? But mm. really, it's just a denial of your own experience. Yes. You know, so you burn your hand on the stove and it hurt, and you say, "Wow, that really that really hurt," and you're kind of going through whatever your response is to the fact that you just burned your hand on the stove, and somebody says, "Well, you know, it's not that bad." Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just something like that. But when we're talking about our living example of how you have because of who you are and, and all of the different facets and beautiful ways that you're made up of, and that because of other people's beliefs and biases, that it may have really caused negative reactions and responses to you, mm-hmm. right? That that has shaped part of your potentiality of the way that you view the world right and so 
when we have those two things coming together, basically we're all that. We're, you are that, I am that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you and that gentleman came together, you were both kind of that, right? But mm -hmm. the difference between the two of you is that you're open to someone else having their own experience and he wasn't. And mm. so when that happens, gaslighting is pervasive. And when we have gaslighting, then that automatically can send us if we don't have that higher awareness, right? Mm. And so that's where that connection to something greater than ourselves comes in, right? Yeah. Yes. Because when we have that connection to something greater than ourselves, then we can realize that it's not, it's not you. Mm. It's not just about you and an alignment against you but it's really just about like wow this is just the state of the way that things are right now and yeah. what is it that i can do that i can help to create a better more open inclusive compassionate space mm, definitely and yeah it's, it's interesting because that has been like a test to for your own if you if you have that type of awareness then it's it's a, it's it's a test to notice what goes on within you at those times as well because sometimes you may still have that reactive emotion and but there is still within that emotion there is still the opportunity there's another door to choose there's another door to walk through should you want to yeah. uh, or should you want to take that and that sometimes that step takes <laughs> it can take some faith, you know, because you want to be, and you could, it's really easy to be pulled into that environment again. And I think that's still part of the whole survival state to pull, be pulled into that um, environment where again, it's just, you're just kind of butting heads or you're just in a space when there is no real trust, I guess. Mm-hmm in yourself or in a situation or anything else so you're just kind of swimming around whereas you're to step out of that and it's almost to turn your back on it think and feel like it will be okay mm. yeah turning your back on it and that kind of goes back into putting your head in the sand right like so it's it, yeah it's it's and, and we don't want to react but we also have to realize where we are so if we are you know the first step i and i'm i, I know that you say this too like meet yourself where you are Mm. You know, so if you know that while your goal is to be able to handle those situations like, you know, with ease, right now you realize that you're not quite there. So you're just going to greet yourself with compassion. You're going to greet yourself with love and just say, okay, I, I'm, I'm going to bookmark this. Maybe now isn't the time to have this conversation or to be able to have any kind of a resolution for anything, but realize mm -hmm. that I'm going to work towards that greater resolution. Yeah. And, um, and that kind of speaks into that whole like push button society that we are, right? So I want something and I press the button and I get it now, right? Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so even our own evolution takes time. You know, yeah. and somebody will say to me, and I'm sure that they say this to you too, like, well, okay, I want this result how long is it going to take <laughs> yeah exactly come on yeah come on yeah yeah next week two weeks yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah that's so true and it's um i think it's you know we have such ease uh, to have everything at a high speed is always i think um seth godin talks about the, the race to the bottom you know making things cheaper faster quicker and everything else but who win, really wins that race and i think there's there's definitely a beauty in the kind of the slower process and I think that's what, again, this is what this last year has shown us. We had no choice but to slow down. And, and in that end, then you, if you're 
happy to sit there, which a lot of people aren't to start with, then when you, when you can, then you can start to see the nuances and the lessons and everything else. And there's so much going on in the nothingness. So you know, we've been distracted and everything going at a hundred miles an hour. We just, you know, some, it's like the humanity has been, has ADHD or something, you know, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's realigning to a, a pace that is more, um, yeah, more useful for the individual. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, uh, humanity has ADHD. Mm. <laughs> it's a meme, isn't it? <laughs> it is. I think we should make the meme. Put our names in. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, gosh, 100%. And, you know, I think that what, what part of it is, is that there is, there is a resistance to change. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And I, I think that we are in a constant state of evolution. I mean, if we think about, even if we're just talking about the physical structure of our bodies and our brains, right? So our brains have mm -hmm. literally physically shifted and changed and evolved over time. So, you know, Homo sapiens sapiens didn't have a prefrontal cortex of their brain. Like there, it was non-existent. Right. And so now we, it's a, it's a newer thing for us. And, you know, only a couple, you know, thousands of years that we've really been developing the prefrontal cortex, which brings us into this whole new state, yet the resistance of really being able to use it, even if we want to, there's still that physical resonance, that emotional and energetic resonance that really wants us to kind of go back to that primal instinct of whatever we used to be. Yeah, yeah. Um, but really, if we look at, even if we just take it into the context of business, right? Business used to be the way that we used to monetize, right, or, or care for ourselves is it was whoever was the strongest mm. or was physically the strongest, right? And then it kind of shifted, push, pull, or drag, and we're still having some tension with that, right? Where yeah. it was then whoever was the most intellectual, mm. right? Whoever was able to use that part of the, the, that intellect, that strong piece of intellect in their brain. Mm. But what, what both of those were disconnected from was the you know, the coherence of all, the holistic self, right? The body, the brain, the emotions, the spirit, the energy, and what we bring and kind of that resonance, that vibrational resonance that stays behind kind of like dust off your shoes, right? Sure. So what we are now realizing is that we really, the, the success, a long-term success and healthy success comes from us being in that full embodiment of a healthy body, a healthy mind, healthy spirit, healthy mm -hmm. energy. And so I think that those who really stake, put their stake in the ground based on the one thing, right? It, it didn't necessarily, they're, they're a little more resistant to it, even though it wasn't necessarily bringing them all of what they wanted for the long term because it sent them into survival mode, like, oh my gosh. What happens if I lose this one thing, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, so I think that you know when it comes to business, especially uh, that speaks right into men because historically the masculine, the masculine um, energy, the one those who embodied more of the masculine energy, um, oh. were the ones who were the providers, were the ones who were kind of you know foraging and bringing things back to the home to be able to provide, right? Yeah, yeah. So how, how is that factoring in to you in what you are 
providing for your men and, and are you doing, are, and also I'm curious about, are you doing retreats or like what are the upcoming events too that are coming up for you? Yeah, it's, it's interesting that you, that you spoke on that as well. And I think for thousands of years, I'm not sure for whatever reason, and this is my my personal take on it is that the the men have been for some reason and maybe it's a it's actually a society thing you know the patriarchy or whatever or the there's an element of that masculine that is it's still immature and you see that in our leadership you know at high levels there's a the immature masculine that is kind of running the show where there's almost like a a for whatever reason, a disconnection from their the, the the feminine energy within themselves. So, of course, it's all going to be up here. Then it's all going to be intellectual, and we're not allowed to speak. And we need to survival of the fittest, and only the stronger survive, and man up, and all these kind of things that have like just impacted everybody. Just men and women are how business, business in particular as well, and and not being and being devoid of the especially the heart. And, be, and using your, your your whole being, it just is almost alien to a lot, to a lot of guys. And when I, there is, it's the, it's the guys I work with at the moment, they are very much like, they're uber successful in one sense, but their lives are a wreck, their relationships are no good, or there's affairs going on, there's, there's, there's um, some sort of vice that they're used to, you know, food, porn, alcohol, drugs, whatever the thing is, and it's all of that is used to try and escape mm-hmm. something. They're trying to run away from themselves. I laugh, but I, it's not funny at all. But it's a, I, I laugh because I've, I've been there as well. So I can't, you, you try to sprint away from your, literally run away from your shadow. And rather than bringing this, everything, every single part of you along with it. And then having that kind of, you, if you, everybody's got a seat at the table, I always say, you know, every part of you, every part of your psyche has a seat at the table and from that um you just you kind of remain in con- a bit more control of yourself in, in totality in that sense and then you can and you'll spot what what part of you is showing up or or what part of you are, you're acting from at that point in time um yeah I, for me um i think this year we're going to do some stuff in the UK and then I'm hopefully I'm hopeful that I'll get out to Bali again and do some work as well with some with some groups and there's some of them are co-gender and others are just uh, men's work as well but I just I love that because I love you for me even though part of my masculine journey is to understand the feminine as well obviously mm-hmm. you know, I've done some stuff from my I've done some stuff this year actually I did for six months um I did a what was called like a feminine cleanse and the idea was that you I couldn't get nourishment from the feminine. So in, in, in one sense, there's no flirting, no dating, any of that type of stuff. And obviously the pandemic made that a lot easier, but it was still, <laughs> it was still very interesting, challenging. And then I just, I was accessing the feminine within myself and obviously the ultimate feminine mother, mother earth and just yeah. spending time with that. And it just, you know, things would come up for me, relationships with how I was relating, you know, understanding my relationship to my mum. How that was forged and and wanting to please and uh, please the feminine and uh, or save them and it's like, oh man, so much come up from that, so that integration was um, was a, a beautiful um, beautiful part for me, so I take guys i 'd love to take some men on that type of journey as well it 's not always if they 're single or they're having patterns of relationships that they, that they don 't want, then it 's a really powerful practice 
Oh, it's so powerful. And yeah, so, and I love the fact that you're speaking into the, the, the fact that we're all, we're all a makeup of the divine feminine and the divine masculine. So um, if you identify as a woman or a femme, uh, that doesn't mean that you're all feminine energy, right? So that's, yeah, so um, because I, I know you and I know this, but I, you, whoever is watching this, you know, may, this may be the first time that they're really hearing this kind of language. So, um, so yeah, we're all this makeup of feminine and masculine energies um and we also and what pours into us those energies are those around us right our family structures our societies our communities um all, our cultures all of that and so um and then we all ha we also have our own inherent you know kind of soul print of whatever it is that our own karmic journey is. However, I think that all of us are here because we're all like, we're all reflections of one another. And one of the things that we're all experiencing, so I love the fact that you're speaking to your own personal journey that you've taken with kind of healing some and, and, and nurturing some of those aspects mm. of that feminine energy within you, because that's really what we're all here to do right mm -hmm. so this doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you and like oh my gosh you know poor you it's actually like thank goodness you're doing that yeah. because this is this is a great mentorship of what other in modeling of what other individuals really can take the steps to be able to do and like you said what better time than during this slowdown mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. um and yesterday i was talking with a group about the pause Mm. right um because we really think about things in a very like i'm either not doing something or i'm doing something right so i'm I'm creating or i'm doing something right and i'm, I'm asserting and i'm leaving the legacy of the creation that i've that i've done but there's this there's this pause that's in between that is really the essence of who we are it's the receiving of whatever those things are the thoughts about how we're going to be able to leave the legacy and all of those different physical and energetic embodiments and i remember the first time that i really had in an adult life the time of the pregnant pause when i was working in business and i was working with a different culture and they had you know and here being in the u.s there was there was a huge like everything had to be fast and it was just like you, you know you had to be able to survey the scene and like be able to pick things out and you know just kind of move really quickly and talk really quickly but then i was in this this business meeting and it was led by a different culture and they probably gave birth to the pregnant pause in business meetings right? <laughs> And I remember greeting myself in that first time where there was this silence and at first I, it was painful, right? And I thought, oh my gosh, you know, and then of course I've made it personal about myself, you know, maybe it's because I'm here or maybe it's because something I said earlier or whatever it is, or maybe it's this or maybe it's that. And it was like, actually, no, when we really, when I became a witness to it, it was that we were all greeting ourselves in the moment of this kind of innervation right? It's an innervation, right? Of these big multi-million dollar projects that we were working on and we allowed the space for the pregnant pause. And so I think that in many ways, that's what we're doing now. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. That's beautiful. I wish there were more cultures, there'd be more of that, more of that. 
It, but I'm, I'm really excited as well at the future. I think this is what a great time to be alive, right? I know all this stuff going on, is everything else is going on, but I, it, there's a lot of turmoil and uncertainty and whatever. And this is what I feel what, like the only thing that can heal that is the, 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 the pregnant pause. There's so much yeah, value in in doing nothing. I mean, there's a mentor of mine, I always, he always uses this phrase, don't just stand there, do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it's so true there's so much power in that you know and like you say and it's always something that is beyond it's in alignment with probably what you want or you like you'd like to to achieve but there's always it's how it comes about is greater beyond uh, always greater um, and way beyond your own comprehension yeah, and I agree with you. It is, it's, it's a wonderful time to be alive. And so that kind of speaks into the thriving section of things, right? Which is, we really can thrive in these times, right? We, we obviously have to greet the crisis, we have to get through the crisis, and we have to attend to things in the crisis. But then the crisis, we can, we can then create a thriving mindset and we can create thriving circumstances and environments for ourselves, even in the crisis, once we're kind of, you know, in this very, very long pause, right? And so what would you say, um, what would you say are some keys to that for you? I mean, obviously we've talked about like what to do and the, out, the eventual outcome is just, you know, just to kind of be, right? But, yeah. but how can, you know, maybe someone who's not there yet or, um, or, what is it that you think would be some good kind of legacy information for individuals? Yeah, yeah I, as you were speaking, you were just, just, I was just thinking of the whole, you know, the death and rebirth process, but to make it more simple, the, you know, the, uh, the chrysalis mm. you know, of, a, of a butterfly uh, from the, cat- the, the transition from caterpillar to butterfly and um, how even any type of early intervention with that process, which is, let's face it, a huge struggle, then the butterfly isn't fully formed. So there's almost like a surrendering um, to the crisis or sort of that kind of that point of turmoil or whatever that thing is, it's a surrendering and also, yeah, a surrendering and letting go and then even if you don't know what the next step is, you just want to know what the next step is. That's, that's your, that's the next thing to do. Mm-hmm. That's very, that's very, that's the point number one. I think, okay, well, and again, I always use this thing called uh, like nature as, as a beautiful teacher as well, because of the seasons that we have for most people, you know, you, you, they're, they're quite, so in our winter months, then uh, autumn and the winter, then it's about, uh, you're not going to be going all out. It's going to be dark. There's going to be darker. You need to be hunkering down and preparing then um, for things to change. You know, the, the leaves fall, there's a, they, they land on the ground. They then actually nourish the roots, the very roots for spring and summer to come again. And then there's summertime, you know, towards the end, you're preparing for, you're preparing for winter again. It's, it's cyclical. And we can see that in our 
in our in our lives there's been many times when you think oh if i if it if it wasn't for this i wouldn't be the person i am now right and so it's just almost to, it's almost to remember that and then again having some sort of awareness to think well, okay well this is clearly i don't i don't want this this uh, uh this point in time so what is it that i do one is there there's it's almost like it's an indication for for change but change you know we have we don't really have control of that as such where it's just about but what we do have control is is how we you know how we might want to change or have some sort of sense of uh, direction in that yeah so look for the opportunities of being a witness during the cycles and realize that you're just in a cycle of change it's a constant yeah. shifting and yeah. changing yeah. um and so even if all we do especially in the most challenging moments is just stand still and be we know that we that 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 the natural order of things is that things will continue to change and shift right yeah. so we're like our own it's the micro and macro yeah yeah. yeah yeah so i love that i really love that and i think that especially for people who are really struggling still mm. it would be it this this is going to land on some ears that will be very helpful so thank you for that Oh, you're welcome. I just another thing as well. I think it's Dr. John Demartini. He always used to say that, uh, you know, challenge and support exist at the same time. Yeah. They're in the same space, right? So it's it could be a moment of it, it could be just a as a, a matter of focus or faith, even though you can't see it right now. You could be heavily focused on the the the, the problem or the issue or the challenge. Then to know that there is okay, to even to ask the question. That's interesting. This is the challenge I'm focusing on. I wonder where the support is then, because it's it's in the it's in the same room as you, and that's a that's so real. A that's reassuring, and B that means we might be, might be able to start looking for it, and so it comes round into our vision at some point. You know? Yeah, one hundred percent. I love that. I love that. The support is there. The support mm. is always there. You are always supported. Mm. Um, in my own practice, I I always say you know, I am divinely supported in all ways, always. Mm. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and we really are, I really believe that we are. So um, I want to thank you so much. It's always so great to connect. And I, and I thought to myself the last time we need to do this more frequently. And now I'm saying it again, we need to do this more frequently. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah. 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 And uh, I'm so excited for you with regard to your new, um, branch of the tree with uh, your services and how you are helping men and um, it is so needed right now so thank you and uh, blessings to you and thank hopefully you. if you're in the United States that you definitely let me know if you're on the East Coast I will okay. of course yes I will do yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. alright great thanks Kevin thank you